Leash Today Talking Sport podcast, brought to you in association with Booth Concrete. Booth Concrete provide high-quality concrete products to Leash and the surrounding counties. Thinking concrete, think Booth Concrete. When quality matters. Right, hello and welcome to this sort of Saturday special or Sunday sermon, depends when you're listening to it, uh, episode of the Leash Today Talking Sport podcast. Uh, the Leash footballers are into the Talchon Cup semi-final and they had a brilliant win over Limerick in the Gaelic grounds yesterday, uh, today, Saturday, we're recording Saturday evening, one fourteen to 14 points. Alan, our man Alan was in uh, was in the Gaelic grounds, I watched it on GA go. Um, geez, that, that was a good day, Alan, because like Leash were 2-1 to one outsiders again, the second week in a row that they've been outsiders in a game. Now, we didn't, like, we gave them a chance, but we weren't 100% confidence by any means. But that's, that, that is re- very respectable doing, to, to win an Enniskillen last week, the first significant championship win of, of Billy Sheehan, Simon, to back it up by going to Limerick today. And, and like, they did it in very impressive fashion. Yeah, they did. They did. They, did. they really did. It was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. Like, I mean, at stages, Leash played some wonderful football in the first half in particular. Like, Limerick got the first three points in three minutes and uh, I was watching myself and my brother were there and we said, God, this is a big difference now than Fermanagh. Like, and, and they were. Limerick were, Limerick were a lot better than Fermanagh were. were lively, weren't and, they? Uh, they were, yeah, absolutely. And now it was a bit, it was a strange day weather-wise because there was a bit of a breeze in the first half um, and Limerick had it. But that died completely when the rain came in the second half. So, so Leash never really got the the benefit of it. Now, it wasn't, wasn't massive breeze, but it was still a bit of a breeze there. And if you think back to the first couple of points that Limerick kicked, they were all from outside. One of them was outside the 45 and another one was out close enough to it as well. So they were they were able to, to use it. But the shooting in the first half was off the charts, except for in front of the goals. But the actual point shooting was off the charts. It, it was it was 10 points to nine and a half time. Leash had one wide and Limerick had two. It was um, unreal. Like the, the, the standard of the scoring was, was really high. Except for, as I said, in front of goals. Well, for, um, for, for goal chances, you mean, by that, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Limerick had uh, four good goal chances in the first half. Gillian Roach pulled off three amazing saves. It reminded me of um, Graham Brody against Monaghan uh, that, that day. You just felt, yeah, you just felt like he was he was in the zone. Now, and, and I spoke to him afterwards and we'll have a, a, a piece with him on site. Uh, soon enough but like he, he sort of joked he said well some of them might cause myself with, with bad kickouts so he was he was fully he was he's actually I've never spoken before are, are you character. counting are you counting one of his saves uh, there was an, sort of an interception like there was one sort of went to be hand passed across goal are you counting that sort of as one of the saves like yeah well that would have been the interception yeah he had three saves he'd, he'd one one low down another one uh, point blank and then sorry the four goal chance sorry two point. saves and interception yeah and and that that was um, I don't know how well the camera picked it up but here Paddy O'Sullivan had the ball Leash had pushed everyone up the Burundi attack they'd held possession for a while and Paddy O'Sullivan tried to play it all now he skewed off his boot Limerick counter-attack this was just before halftime Kieran Lillis when that started was actually standing on the sideline in front of the terrace, around the middle of the pitch. And he sprinted the entire way back. And only for him, Hugh, I think it was Hugh Burke, would have had a free shot at the goals. But Lillis got back and just at the last second, put, enough pressure. put pressure on him. Yeah, 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 yeah put no, enough pressure. It, it, it was an excellent ex, excellent uh, track back because you, thought, you you could see him coming, but you didn't think he was going to make any difference. He didn't. It, it looked, it was sort of like a race nearly. And it didn't look like he was going to get there. And it's just an example of what to do. Like, 
he ended up what he did was so little but had he not been there it probably would have been a goal you know and like yes. um, had he not got there had he been a second too late or whatever but Paddy O'Sullivan like, okay he gave the bad ball in the first place but he absolutely burst himself to get back as well and he it was Lillis that got the tackle but Paddy had put enough pressure as well, or he, he knew man knew he was breathing down his neck, but it was it was it was real last ditch stuff, but but it was absolutely vital because at that stage had Limerick got the goal, they probably would have went in one ten to nine points or so up. And they'd kicked was it four points? Leash went nine points to six up. Yeah, and... Leash went nine points to six up and, and they got four in a row at the end. Now Leash did have a few half kind of goal chance themselves. It was one that Damon Larkin played across to Mark Barry and he, he went to volley it and sort Donald of a Sullivan... sort of an effort. <laughs> yeah. Tony O'Sullivan made a great save. That another kind of half one with with Damon Larkin. It sort of came in around the corner and that that that, that one blocks. you're talking about with Mark Barry. One of the Limerick goal chances came straight from that. It came straight yes. down the field. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So look, there, there were definitely um, there was chances there that, that Limerick didn't take. Um, and then as you said, a second they got three points, four points in half time, and then they got another four in the first forty minutes of the second half. So Leash went from a situation with. 30 minutes on the clock, they were 9-6 up. And then with 44 minutes gone, so a 14-minute period or maybe a bit more with injury time in the first half, they end up conceding eight points on the trot and were 14-9 down. And you were thinking, God, they're in serious bother here now. Like, where? how do we turn this around? And the bench turned it around. You know, we, we've been critical in the past of, of, um, of the management team being slow or not using their bench at all in, in some of the league games even. Um, but they didn't waste any time here. Um, there was there was lads. I think by the forty fourth minute was the first sub on. That was Kevin Swain. Sean Flynn followed a short time later. Um, Brian Daly came on. Niall Harbert came on, and in right at the end, Damien O'Connor. In, yeah, Damien O'Connor for his first appearance for God. Four years, uh, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like it demos. Demo's a year younger than me, so he's thirty one. So like the the they uh, they all came on, but the, the four lads I suppose that were on the longest made the biggest impact. I thought Kevin Swain was brilliant on his in his time on the field. He won so much ball and used it so well. He drove forward, but then he didn't just kick it away. He recycled it and set up lads who can score in positions. He was fouled for a free. Sean O'Flynn was bundles of energy like you would expect him to be. Um, he he was very unlucky at the end that he didn't get the goal that would have oh, really clinched it. Yeah, yeah. He, 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 he played. He played a part in. Was it a point that Mark Barry got? Yes. He, yes. He, he did very well with that. And um, like GA goal is grand, but there's no re- replays. There's only one camera angle, so it's a bit limited enough um, sort of view of it that you get. Um, but no, it, it's fine. It it it's grand, but um, you know, it's not the. It's absolutely not the same as watching it on TV. No, I, I was I was doing the live updates for Bile Sports as well. Some of the perks of being in the media is we do get these phone calls from the, the oh, betting companies looking for yeah. And uh, your the fellow I was doing it for was watching it on Diego, and there's about about a forty five second to a minute oh, delay. At, at least, at, well, yeah. well, my internet could be slower again. I think it's a couple of minutes. Yeah. So so like. I'd see things happen. I'd say to him, listen, can you tell me there now exactly what, what, happened, what happened there? So he knew what to be expecting and he was a very helpful fella. Um, but um, like, so they, they were the, the kind of chances, but Leash, they turned the screw. They got a couple of points and they got a 14-11, then 14-12, and yeah. then 14-13. And you were just thinking, God, you know, if they could just get level here now. Limerick, 
Limerick Lim- were strange because they stopped playing, didn't they? It, 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 it was as if they, t- they tried to play down the clock with about eight mm. minutes of normal time left to go. Like they were absolutely floating around with it around the middle of the field. And like that absolutely bit them. But it particularly mm. bit them with the pass back to the goalkeeper across the goals. And, and Colin Murphy intercepted it, rounded the goalie and tapped it into the net. Like, I was there. Yeah, yeah you know. I couldn't believe it. And and it, it was brilliant by Colin Murphy, who I thought was brilliant mm. all game long. His movement, the way he won possession, his work rate, he scored 1-1. But not aside from that, I just thought everything about him was was excellent. And he, he took so much of the pressure off of Evan O'Carroll because he was an option all the time. So he didn't have to stay looking for Evan. He was free in the full forward line or around the forwards everywhere, every time he got the ball. And he done really well. Now, he definitely overcarried the ball. I've seen the replay of it since. For the goal. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely overcarried the ball, but nobody complained. You know, right. what a finish from the angle. From the well, angle, yeah, that was incredible. Yeah. Well, he, he did the right thing in going around the goalkeeper as well. Yes. Often you see lads like, and they'll boot it up the goalkeeper's arse or something. But he definitely went around around the goal. Look, he's a proper finisher. He also like you see him at club level, and the like you know people give out about the attacking mark and that. It's only good players that score attacking marks because the attacking mark is as much about the run and the ability to win a ball out in front as anything else. Now Mark Timmons did give in two great balls in the first half. James Finn got one of them. Murphy got the other. Murphy nearly gets a mark in every game, and Ross Mudley was on co-commentary for uh, GA Go, and Ross is a great man to get the mark. You know, I see him at club level. The amount of marks that he gets because he's just cute about it. But Limerick definitely, Liam Hearn was the, the main commentator. And I know Liam from my time working in Limerick because he's from Newcastle West and he's the former sports editor of Limerick's Live 95 radio station. Uh, and he just does the commentary now. I think, I think Liam's an auctioneer now. He sort of went on a different career path. But um, he's a good character. But he was, a, now he was fairly professional. He couldn't say a whole lot, but he was sort of seeing mm. t- certain things with a Limerick point of view. Um, but, they were complaining about the point that James Finn got in the first half. They were thinking it was wide. And and, and that was, I thought it looked a bit wide. Now, um, it, it, it counted. And what was the other, oh, there was one in the second half where Limerick got a free and the referee played advantage. Now, there was no more an advantage. It was after the goal, but it was before there was three points in it. And Limerick, had, your man, Nocton was an unbelievable free taker. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he would have banged over the free and got it back to a point. And he played them advantage. But Charlie had about five lads sort of in close perspective and he let the advantage go um, but I just thought with that one with Finn like the day against uh, obviously against Cavan there was a soft penalty and then the day in Parnell Park there was a couple of disputed points in that and I believe that Leash made representation to Croke Park about some of these decisions going the wrong way and I'm thinking you know what fair play to the Leash officials who, who went and did that because for long enough Leash had been lying down before Croke Park and Leinster Council and been an easy touch and I'm talking about going back to like the point that wasn't against Carlo in ninety in, in 95 like and they got a fair play award Heck, and none of the big counties would have they would have said well feck it it's Jumper's job to see whether it was over the bar or not the Armagh me, me didn't do it when Joe Sheridan rolled over the line exactly you know Cork <laughs> never did it when they used six subs or lads were got two yellow cards and were sent off for it. and the other one even more recent there was a couple of ones in, in 2016 one we bowed down and let the match go down to Nolan Park against Dublin and the second one was when they used seven subs against Armagh. One of the when you were allowed to use six subs at the time. Oh yeah, no problem. Come back here next week for a replay. That was any of the other counties. So I'm delighted to see that Leash kicked up a little bit of a stink about because you can be damn sure that Kerry'd be doing it, or Cork could be doing it, or Dublin would be doing it. And it's no harm that the Leash officials a bit of a bit of a change in sort of approach there and made representation about certain things that have gone against them. Decisions will go against you. 
But it's up to the people who represent Leash GA to to be a bit harder. And and you know what? I don't think it's done Leash any harm in the last week or two. No, absolutely not. And like you, you mentioned that James Finn point, it was the linesman that overruled the uh, the, the umpires weren't certain. It was one of them ones. It started out you'd want Hawkeye because it started out over the bar and finished about four foot wide of the bar. Yeah, it, it was so, trailing completely. Like, yeah, yeah, it was trailing completely. But uh, Billy Sheen was right beside the linesman. And the minute the, the hesitation started, he was there to the linesman. That's a point. That's a point. And I could see the linesman straight away. He put the, yeah. the finger down and he put the, the microphone out and he was started talking into it to indicate to the boys that was a point. And that was it. Um, I'd, I'd say another thing well, as what well. Did you, think? Worked, you think it was wide or what did you think? On first viewing, I thought it was a point. But I could see why they were saying it wasn't, you know, because like, it was because of the fact that it, it trails so far. Mm. You, you'd want Hawkeye to see whether yeah. it actually went inside or not. But I did think it was a score on first view. And in fairness, the linesman's the person who would have had the best view because he was yeah. standing on that side in the yeah, middle the ref, field. The ref, the ref should have had a good view of it where he was. Well, I often think that the two people in the worst place to see it are the umpires. The umpires. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but but, but that, that was the one that put Leash 9-6 up. And yeah. Nimrick went and got the four points after that. Yeah, and then another four after that. Like, so... 14-10 up and the, the goal as you mentioned was was huge and the finish to the game was I mean Leash were same kind of stuff again it was bouncing around at the square and I think he gave a free out at one stage for a Leash player being foot blocked <laughs> <laughs> I thought oh no is this going to be a penalty and no no it wasn't he, it was, he threw, it was no, a free no, out he, he threw it, oh, up, threw it up no because it hit yeah, him that, I think didn't it oh, was that what it was I think yeah, so you see yeah. you, you've reported on games in the greater grounds obviously in your, mm. your previous previous life you're so far away like <laughs> we were so the, Ross Money and the GA goal lads Midlands 1-3 Gareth Dillon Pat Sullivan they were up in a gantry um, mm. above us and and they had a good view now of, of where an RT were there and you know it was all the boxes I'd have went up there if I, if I was there today now because I knew where it was yeah yeah, no, I went up, but I, I wasn't kind of told I could go there. So I, I didn't have, the, I wasn't as brazen as you know, I didn't just <laughs> walk into a room. So I went back, but uh, I was down in the, the, the lower part, but there was a few Limerick yeah. fellas there. And yeah, yeah, like you're so, it's like watching a game on television or something. You're, you're, you're so you're far away. As well, and you're glassed in. You're glassed in. in. Yeah, Did you have sandwiches for you? Sorry, just before. No, no, no. no it must no, only be for no. hurling matches that the sandwiches. Uh, yeah, I, I was laughing. Like the, the stewards were there. We were obviously afterwards hanging around and getting interviews and talking. And you know, you know, yeah, yeah. In, a, in a good win. And the, the boys were going around, they were picking up the the the, uh, the, the papers and litter. And the fella came over and says, "Now, now, lads, you may you may move on now. Everyone's nearly gone, you know." And just, I'd say the game wasn't over half an hour. Like so, I was thinking, <laughs> yeah, well, if this was hurling, now it wouldn't be the case. But uh, they, you, you, I don't look. You you were telling me you, te- you you text me you thought it was a lovely ground because I don't like it as a ground. Yeah, I I on the way in I was just like God, this is so because like, we drove up to it and uh, I I didn't know where I had no idea where I was going to park and I meant to ask you for where would you park and I drove around the stadium and there was a lad with a high vis jacket and a and a and a cone he had a cone out so yeah. I went over pulled down the window and now there's a few of the Limerick stewards now would 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 um, settle in well in Carlo let's say some of those <laughs> yeah. type of lads. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I kind of had to sweet talk this lad around and get him to believe who I was first and foremost, and he he let me in then, and I was I was parked in in the stadium basically. Yeah. So it was, but to walk around it, it's so aesthetically pleasing. Now, what you made points to me then when I said that to you yeah. about uh, no, I am a complainer. You, you you told me it was the nicest ground you're in since Old Trafford, which I think is yeah, a little bit getting ahead of yourself. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, now when you mentioned the other issues, then like I mean, and I, I actually spoke to a steward 
And uh, I said to him about the, you know, geez, you wouldn't want this is this weather. We'll talk about the weather in a minute. I said you wouldn't want this weather um, last week when the hurling was final. on. You know, and and he was laughing. He says, "Yeah, he said, oh, we have a terrible problem over there. We want we have the stand money to hold out, but the the residents keep objecting to it because yeah. of their yeah their view or something. It's so, it, it's in a well to do enough part of Limerick. The Ennis Road would be sort of well, well enough to do part of Limerick. Um, Limerick is a small city, and like the well to do parts and the sort of not so well to do parts can often be quite close to each other. Um. And uh, but but the Ennis Road would be one of the more sought after addresses uh, in Limerick. And if you drove back towards the city, like you know, huge big old houses, and is it the North Circular Road? Yeah, the North Circular Road is 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 quite close to it. And again, it's quite salubrious. And um, but then you're no distance away from Toman Park, which would be in a sort mm. of a, a, a tougher part of town, let's say. Um, but it's right on the border with Clare. As well, like you know, that's the that's the like. But like, I think the stand is desperate because, like, the front row seats, you can nearly see the back of the lad's head if you're sitting in the back row seats. There's no gradient on it whatsoever. And the other thing, whatever way it's designed, or the 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 like at the Ennis Road end of it, let's say, the stand is right beside the pitch, but the stand doesn't run parallel to the pitch. Like it's actually at an angle. So at the other end, like it's 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 a good bit from the pitch, and. Um, the the other thing is then the the, the open seat open seats on the far side. Like I think they have they might have planning permission for a roof or something. I think that that could be what's in in place. But like open seats in Ireland, like we're not we're it's not the new camp. Like, you know that. <laughs> like so, if you imagine sitting like it's one thing being in a terrace and it's raining, only your head sort of gets wet. You know, you know, if you're sitting, your knees get wet. Everything your legs get wet. Everything like so. Um, yeah, it's it's a grand place, but. Uh, yeah, I look. Um, I think it's a by God, uh, by God, did the weather test anybody? No, there was nobody <laughs> in the terraces or or on the other side. Everybody was so, in the stands. So and there, I, was, there was no uh, there was no cheap who were sitting over in the <laughs> in the open no, stand. No, no. The, the price of the ticket had gone up. Obviously, as you, you yeah, it was fifteen yeah. last week in Manus. So obviously, as you go up through the, it'll probably be twenty five next Sunday for Crow Park. Yeah. Will it be probably for a double header? Not more, but. The weather, I think, I like, think so it should go. I think it should go the other way and like throw it, at, leave it at a tenner and get a crowd into it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, la- the weather anyway. But the first episode it was a bit of a breeze. That died at half time. Leash Leash spent ages in the dressing room. Um, so Limerick came out and Le- there was fifteen minutes were gone and and Leash were still there and the referee started blowing his whistle. It was like you'd see a no club match. You know, he'd blown the whistle and eventually, <laughs> excuse me. Eventually, Leash came out and the heavens opened. These big black clouds, the thunder, the lightning that was flying across the sky. I was talking to one of the sports file lads afterwards, and he said that if this game was in America, we would have been abandoned. Like you know, <laughs> that's would have been we would have been put into bunkers. Like there was no, there was I no remember, talk. I remember, playing, I remember playing tag rugby in Port Leash, and the lightning came, and the whole thing had to be cancelled. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's probably health and safety. Like you know, there was no. You but know, that's another thing about that's another thing about Limerick. It's always feckin' rain in Limerick. Anytime there's... Well, now, I know last week, the most of the final, but gee, the amount of rain Limerick gets is unbelievable. Remember, remember the, the... I often remember the amount of big Munster rugby matches beyond Limerick, and it nearly sure it would rain every time. And uh, I remember the Angela's Ashes. You know, it was the most miserable fill of all time, but they did the gift grubber, the whatever TV equivalent of that was, and it, and it had the rain. It rained in the house. You know? <laughs> <laughs> But it was like that, and and like I mean, it's just solidly rained, 
and it eliminated the win. But Leash, I thought Leash dealt with that really well. You know, like the especially that last sure, that last twenty five minutes was as good a performance of, as Leash have, have you know put in. Now the whole thing obviously was quite good, but but that twenty five in particular is it? The I was trying to think back. I was trying to put in. I couldn't get it right, but. I can't remember. Like even they 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 lost the second half against Fermanagh technically last week by a mm. point because they were two up at half time and they won by or were they three up at or no maybe they drew it did they win by two? I think they were two week? up at half time and, yeah. and two up at finish and, yeah. and, and two up at the finish. But they won that second half. You mm. know, like they 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 won that second half by four points. Owen Cullerton, the the stats genius, will probably have have figures on it. But like. For, like in a sort of a general point, like I thought it was an incredibly mature leash performance. Like there were what, what were what, was it four points? Was the worst they were down five five, five. okay? So there were five mm-hmm. points down. They came back from five points down to win by three, and like it was very mature. Like there was no panic. It was very controlled and that and like Limerick, yeah, Lim, Limerick could have been out of sight at halftime had they taken the goal chances. But I don't, don't ever, I I never fall for the point of view like that they deserve to be further ahead or anything. You never deserve anything in sport because they didn't take the chances. Like, that's on them. It's not on, you know, there's no, like, Leash didn't, like, Leash, they missed the goal chances, Road saved some of them, Lillis got back and made the block on the other ones, the Limerick lads didn't take good enough shots, so they didn't deserve to be further ahead. And Leash just reeled them in and was very calm. Okay, they got a stroke of luck with the goal, probably, as you say, steps. But, like, steps is hardly ever... Lads are hardly ever done for overcarrying. So it's just a fairly... It's sort of light-touch regulation on steps. Um, and anyway, the lad who kicked it backwards across the zone, he deserved that. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, like, I just thought it was very mature. Like, well, when can you remember Leash coming slowly and steadily from behind in a knockout game? You know, and I know, I know that the Elgin Cup isn't... isn't the top competition and it still does it hasn't really captured the imagination of the wider public yet like there's 11 or 1200 in the Gaelic grounds today but still for the Leash players and you only see the reaction of them afterwards like the scenes that they captured on TV like they were proper championship celebrations management subs bursting onto the pitch and that lads jumping up hugging um, the proper well, when, I, I don't know when Leash would have last had a come from behind victory like that in a game that there were two to one outsiders, and I checked, you were doing the, the, as you said, the the stuff for bias sports. I checked Paddy Power at halftime just to see because we were we we, we were worried like that the you know the the Limerick goal would come if Leash kept letting them down through the middle, a Limerick goal would come, but it didn't come. And Leash were two to one uh, two to one outsiders still at halftime, even though they were only a point down. Hmm. Uh, it just it just shows that it's supposed to. Yeah, and you're right. And the last time I can think of a game like that was. Uh, under John Sugru when they came from like ten points down against Wexford in the in the first round of uh Leinster Championship and went to extra time and beat them there. Like that's the last time I remember like if you even go back to the Fermanagh game the league, that was kamikaze stuff near the end of it. Like whereas yeah, yeah. this was this was controlled and measured. And just a few other things worth Mark mentioned. You mentioned there was twelve hundred people there. I said it was actually an even enough spread. There was a great like leash I heard leash 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 for the first time in in a long time. There was great scenes on the pitch and I was pissing rain afterwards. But a lot of people Went out onto the, the field, even though the announcer was telling people to stay off the pitch, but Beckham. we didn't care. We, we went out, um, you know, and, and then the other thing that's worth mentioning is Mark Timmons. I mean, you'll hear and, from, and Billy, we'll hear from Sheen. Billy Sheen. Yeah, but he mentions it in his interview. I, I, I'm just, I, I would have said, to, if you had said to me last week that he played, that you would have been getting the men the white coats to come mm. for you because I couldn't see how it would be physically possible 
to do something to your hamstring or whatever it was and then be off, you know, and seven days later come back and play. It just shows, like, people don't understand what, what these lads go through to play for each and how much they want to play. But like, was she had mentioned that he at, at his own expense he bought this sort of proper sort of recovery suit that you fill it with ice essentially and, and it helps speed up the recovery process. It took time off work at his own. Get like, up in the middle of the night. Like, Lillis is, or not Lillis, Timmins is 37 years of age this year. He's done his everything for, you know, I, he, nobody would begrudge him if he called it a day. He, he never looks out of place. Again, the exact same scenario as I pointed out recently. He gathered up a ball in the heart of the defence one side and just chipped out a real calm pass out to the wing. Um, but that's the things that people don't see about inter-county football. And I believe, like, Billy Sheehan, his, his interview this week is more measured than his one last week. That it's not the same sort of... Uh, which I reckon, I nearly ranked last week's interview was his best interview that he, he has done as, as, as leash manager. But... Oh yeah, with 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 Timmins, like we didn't, you know, we thought he was he was definitely definitely out of 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 this game, but like the, what he went through. But I believe, obviously, going back to Sheehan's uh, points he made about the Leash, the recent Leash County board meeting, and like I believe Mark Timmins was the one that went and challenged some of those lies or you know untruths or whatever that were put out there at that county board meeting. He was sort of more or less led the way, like he, you know, he, he there's no one could say a thing if he had to retire last year or the year before um, after the amount of years of service he was given. It just shows how much it means to him. And he was player of the week there last week. And I'm sure little things, he hasn't got a huge amount of honours for for his time playing for Leash. And he will go down as one of the best. But another guy I thought, I, I see you picked Killian Roach's man of the match, who was brilliant. Came up and kicked the 45 and your interview with him was, was, was brilliant. A few F-bombs in it, so we couldn't really use it. <laughs> Sounds like a great character though. He does, he does. He comes across really well and no problem I went over and no problem talk away to you. And yeah, no, we'll we'll do a written piece out but we, we won't be able to do the other person who definitely deserves busy. mention Jesus it would. The other person who definitely deserves mention is Alex Mullen. I mm-hmm. mean, he hasn't started a game since last year for Lee. Well, he probably started in O'Burn Cup and stuff, but he hasn't started in the league or the championship. And even he had if you were going by rankings He'd probably drift drop down to fifth place in the full back line when you think that Seamus Lacey started uh, in place of Sean Green that day against Cavan. So for him to come in out uh, of the cold, this is for Trevor Collins, who we who was yeah. an age injury, yeah, yeah, and for him to come in out of the cold, essentially, he was brilliant. He was absolutely oh, himself. Robbie Piggott cool, and Sean Green were cool as a breeze, more yeah. cool as a breeze. Yeah. Yeah, he really, really was. And um, a few of his clubmates were, were nearby and they would describe him as one of the most underrated players in, in the county. And he probably is. Like, he just... But you, you, you look, you just have to go back to last year's senior county final. Like, Mark Barry. What did Mark Barry score today? Three points from play? Yeah. Yeah. And, like, Alex Moan shut him out of last year's county final quite quite effectively. Um, he's a real sort of lad you would want in your team because I'd say he doesn't mind the man-marking jobs. He doesn't mind being in the corner. Um, and another guy who was quite happy, I was very happy was, for was Brian Daly. Like Brian Daly's been knocking yes. around these panels a long time. He's, I think he only started one of the league games against Wicklow. He was taken off at half time. Um, he came on, he kicked a very good point. He doesn't get that much opportunity for a lad who has been on the panel six or seven years. And, you know, I saw him, like, it'd be very easy for someone like him to drift away from the panel, not really getting much of a chance. But horses for courses suited him today. Came on and kicked a lovely point. I saw him play for Joseph's a couple of weeks ago. Or probably probably eight or ten weeks ago now at this stage, and he ran the game from midfield, kicked four or five points. I know it's a step up in that, but fair play to him. Um, he came in. Damien O'Connor, as you said, he's been through a fair lot, 
Hassan played a whole lot. I know he only got on for a minute or two. Um, and like the leash lads who went off, like were, were they all carrying bits of knocks? Like was Paul Kingston carrying? So he he hobbled. Owen Lowry did. Like I could see them coming back on for the celebrations, and they were they were like dragging legs, and they were looking a bit pockety. Like Paul, Paul Kingston. Well, Paul Kingston was definitely hobbling at the end. Um, so you wouldn't know whether he got a knock during the game. I know James Finn has been injured for the last couple of weeks and has been routinely doing fitness tests. So he he's been trying to manage his way through. Like he, if you think about it, he got injured early in the league, missed all the league, right. and has, has has kind of come back in and he's been managing his way through these games. Um, so like he he got for and you see what I suppose what the likes of him is doing is taking a lot of the pressure off a Kevin Swain. Like Kevin. Kevin is, has played really well now in the last two games for those 20-25 minutes. And I think maybe it's suiting him and suiting James Finn the way, the, the way they've worked it. I think it's suiting Sean O'Flynn uh, almost to be coming in there. Park Curran was doing that. He was given the impact. Now he's emptying the tank for 40-45 minutes. And O'Flynn is coming in and adding um, pace and power to it. D- Dylan Kavanagh didn't get on today, but he's another fellow who has shown that in the past and is capable of doing it. I thought Evan O'Carroll was quite good again today. Like, and he does get like that. Sean O'Dea that he was on is a good player, and I said they would have played Sigerson Cup together. Did his sister Natalie get married yesterday? Ross gave a mention. Ross gave a mention to that now, and Natalie and her her mother Angela like every single leash match to be the first two supporters you'd see. Um, yeah, and I'm. Sh- I'd be very surprised, wedding or no wedding, yesterday if the water did the Gaelic grounds today. <laughs> oh, they were definitely there, all right. Yeah, no, yeah. I saw them after. So they were, they were no, unless Ross there, was, yeah. Ross was telling us, but Ross said in the commentary that she got married yesterday. So oh, I don't yeah, know. Well, Ross said no. Ross said no. <laughs> so like, yeah, I know that. And look, they wouldn't, as you said, they every game, a burn cup games, league games, doesn't matter what it is. They're they're like there's there's people there that we've met all year. There's probably about twenty or thirty of them that have gone to basically every game. Um, most a lot of them are parents, but of course. some of them are are, but, are, su- are supporters as well. But Leisha uh, today, Leisha very much in a stage where there are friends and family type of supporters that are behind them. It's not until you get into the higher profile stuff that the bandwagon comes. But you would be delighted for those people, like their trips. Like they've been in Sligo this year, they've been in Derry, they've been in Enniskillen, they've been in Cavan. Limerick, Limerick today was only a short spin, like London. But you said yes, London, yeah. Um. And off to Croke Park next week. Who here? Who do we want in the draw? Yeah, I don't know. Like I, I, geez, I'm, I'm, well, shocked is maybe the wrong word, but I was surprised that Cavan were beaten. I, I thought that Cavan were going to win this competition. Down didn't seem to, you. You saw, you saw the two teams that were going to face it. Yeah. So to explain to people, we because Down and Meath uh, played one another in group, they can't play in the semi-final. So that means, by default, we can't play the winners of Carlo or Antrim as we're sitting here now. We can only play down or meet. Now, you saw both teams for a bit, didn't you? In the... Yeah, I saw down and meet in that game. Now, both of them were already true in that. And it was a very defensive game. It was one eleven to one nine. I saw a good chunk of the second half of the Cavan down game today. Um, down were, were very deserving winners of that. I just get a sense the Cavan are a little bit like Offaly. I think they were turning their nose up a little bit at the Talchin Cup. And Down Down did that last year. But Down have a change of management this year. Connor Laverty is over them, who looks about 15 years of age. He's an incredibly young-looking guy. There's not a pick on him. He's a slight sort of a fella. Um, but like he, I think he was the Down Under-20 manager as well this year, still playing with Kilku, and he's a full-time GA officer in Trinity College in Dublin. He's, he absolutely lives and breathes it. 
He does have a picture up with himself and his five young sons as well. I, I do not know how he does everything, but uh, he uh, added the Kilku gear and that. So he's over them. I think Mead, Mead have bought into the Talchon Cup. Like Mead would definitely, like Mead would definitely go on on Cavan and Offaly would sort of, and their history be in their sort of right mind to be turning their nose up at the Talchon Cup, but they haven't. Like they've gone out and kicked. The, the, the Wonder Tree group games, they hammered what Tipperary, hammered Waterford, were in the handier group. They hammered Wexford today. They were 111 to one point up after about 20 minutes. They absolutely destroyed them. They used all their subs real early. I don't know, they won by 22 points or something in the end. That's something mm. that's massive. So, same meter team to avoid. Yeah, we, we seem to go well against the Northern teams as well, mm. don't we? The, 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 so, maybe, maybe so. Look, I don't think it overly matters at this stage. We're, we're, we're where, um, in the best case scenario where we hoped we would be and they have managed to do that and they pulled their season from the brink of you know really really disappointing to now giving everybody something that they can look forward to next Sunday which um, didn't look likely with the game and injury time against London all those weeks ago no, so no, no, it's amazing no. really how, how quickly how, how can all turn. there's another guy you want to give a quick mention you obviously mentioned for that tackle back was Kieran Lillis but like before Covid Lillis was the Leash Club Footballer of the Year, 2019. He he absolutely was carrying that Port Leash team. I remember he, he was brilliant against their Rogue in, in Leinster Club semi-final. He was named Leash captain and carried that form into the first couple of rounds of the league. I think he scored 1-3 or something from midfield against Roscommon um, over in Dr. Hyde Park. And after COVID, like, his form sort of suffered a dip at the end of 2020, early, or into 21, even 22. Now, but this year he has been he I, he has been absolutely really really effective for Leash. Like he was man of the match. Well, he was our man of the match in the first game against Sligo, and he has worked very very hard. Like you couldn't, like he, Sheen says it in his interview. He's a real real leader, and um, that was a very good performance again today. From of course, it, K- Killian Roach as we mentioned, and we sort of we know him obviously from watching him at club level. But he's a Clare native. Like he only transferred to Collection a couple of years ago. Went to college in IT, Carlo. Played with Evan Lowry in, in a Sigerson Cup winning team. Transferred to Collection. I remember doing the story on him at the time, and, and a lad texted me and said, "This lad is brilliant." And uh, they also got a, another goalkeeper around the same time. I don't know what they were planning on doing with them all. But never this lad never the other lad never featured. He was from a, a Dublin guy. Um, but uh, he's from Cora Clare in, in West Clare, like so. If beating Limerick would have been a sweet one for him. Same club, same club as Mick Lillis, Kieran's dad. So there's sort of a little bit of a connection. I saw there was a good picture of Mick out on the pitch after the match. Well, it was a former Leash manager, so it is is funny how this. Pro Park next weekend, anyway. Um, th- th- these games are coming taken fast. I'd say the, I'd say Johnny Lawler, the physio, will be busy this week with them. They might have to draft in a second lad because this is, will will this be Leash's fourth week in a row playing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And Trevor Collins is probably unlikely to be back. Mm, wouldn't rule him out. I think he, 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 off Timmons. That's so I was going to say surely they can they can share that there now for the for the week. They hardly uh, wear it at the same time though. They'd probably want no, to No, probably not. have to have to get over it. I think I think uh the prognosis on him wasn't too bad. Like it wasn't a, it wasn't as, as bad as they thought. Um so yeah, the thing with him was that Obviously, with Mark's injury was on the Saturday, whereas I think Trevor's was on the Tuesday. So okay. obviously, time to recover was less. But I think they hope that he may be fit to feature, and you'd hope for him he, he would be too because he's been brilliant. But that would probably come at the cost of maybe Alex Bowen, who was brilliant also. So look, it, it sort of it sort of swings around about scores. But you, you, you need you need your panel now, though. Like it's four, four yes. sure they've they've had about six games in eight weeks. Like it's coming really. There, there's no there's no rest for the wicket. 
Um, no, and if they do get through, I think there's a bit of a break. Three weeks, a three week break to the final. Then it's not until about seven, it's, it'll be a Saturday evening before an All Ireland semi final. Sorry, you you yeah. think that um, maybe you put a week between and and then two weeks yeah. or whatever. But the, 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 I I think it's possibly so that the Talton Cup semi finals can have a Sunday to itself. It is. Think, You're right. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. I do think the the preliminary quarter finals. I'm not so sure they really have a place. I think the competition needs a little bit more space to breed. It's nearly like it's, we we get we get under pressure time wise now, but we we get it hard to properly you know preview and build up to the games because they're coming too quick. And I think that's a profile thing for the competition. And um, but anyway, they'll figure all this out. Because we're going to hear from leash manager Billy Sheehan. We'll have a written piece with Killian Roach later in the week on site, and well, the draw is on Monday morning, twenty five to nine on RT Radio One, and we'll find out who we're playing in Croke Park next Sunday. So for myself, Alan, Saturday night that's over and out. Good luck. God bless. Goodbye. Billy Sheen, Leash Truth to Crow Park, Total Cup semi final. Fantastic, fantastic performance from your lads in the most horrific conditions, imagine. You must be delighted. Yeah, look, the boys stepped in there. We would have been very disappointed with the uh, start of the second half. I think they, they went 14 9 up. But again, uh, since I've taken the job, I've told you these boys of true character. It takes a bit of time. And uh, to kind of looking at looking at it this week, we'd only five of the starters who started against Limerick 15 months ago. And to change around 10 players and win performance like that, I'm absolutely thrilled with them. Yeah, like the, the, you mentioned there, there was, it was 10, it was 9 6 after 30 minutes to us. By the 44th minute, it was 14 9. So they got eight points in a row. My God, did we respond after that? Like any other team would have wilted there. Yeah, but we, we, we responded. Everyone kind of uh, made comments about the London game, but we were dead and buried against London after 72 minutes. The boys kept going. Even that day against Leitrim down below, they kept going. Even against Wicklow, we got the goal at the end. We didn't manage to get uh, another opportunity. So I, I can't ever, ever fault them in any game. I've been involved with them. And again, today, they probably got the just rewards. Um, we, we, in, in that period of time, I think Evan O'Carroll had a great goal chance. They Malarkin had one short. We had another one wide. We had another one blocked. So we had opportunities. Didn't take. Them. They seem to kick over everything they shot at the start of the second half. But then our press that we've been practicing all along worked, and to get the just rewards, we targeted that area and to get the just rewards. The goal I think from Cullum was absolutely thrilled to see. Killian Roach, uh, four, three outstanding saves and one interception, and then at the end he steps up and nails a forty-five. I mean, for a fella who has only really got into the team in the last couple of games, you must be thrilled with it. Yeah, and I'm thrilled with Scott as well. Uh, Scott Osborne's kind of driven him on. Scott Osborne played every game. Look, unfortunately, he just fell out of a bit of form. And Scott has really pushed on Killian amazingly. The two boys are stuck together. There's no negativity. And to be honest, you, Killian's performance, two of them working together in training with one-on-one shots, 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 shots. And they paid off there today. So I'm delighted for both Scott and Killian because the easy thing for Scott to do is throw the head after being out of the team. But Killian, uh, Longford, everyone was, was going on about him. And uh, I think he could be man of the match in two of our five Talton Cup games. I think he got one already. So it shows his true character that when it went wrong against Longford, he sat in the bench for the rest of the Oborn Cup. He sat in the bench for the league. He sat in the bench for the Inter Championship. Never said a word about it. Waited for his opportunity and he took it. By God, did he take it? And the other thing as well was like at the right at the end of the game when we needed leaders to stand up, Kieran Ellis was outstanding. I mean, he, even in the first half, I think we gave away possession. He made this run from out in the terrace all the way back inside. He was just unbelievable. Yeah, but does he really get the credit he deserves? No. Um, I don't think he does um, in circles. Like, Kieran's been playing with Leash for 10 or 12 years, and he's probably playing, as far as I can see, his best football this year for Leash. And look, he, he's our, our leader. He might be captain, but he is our leader out there in midfield. He does 
does everything for us and we always go on about tracking the runner and look he'll get praise for that as well tonight and fair play and I'm delighted for the likes of him I went up to for a man last week and the reporter asked me thought Mark Timmons is 23 he never heard of him Mark Timmons is 37 he's one of Leash's best players but just didn't get the credit he always deserves and delighted for Timo and Kieran and James Finn they're three lads I soldiered with three lads that a lot of people question three lads said that all lads are in the team but three lads that show day in day out how good they are and that age is nothing and that attitude is everything you, you mentioned Mark Timmons how did we get him right for today I mean what sort of medical team do we have to pull him around or is that just testament to himself uh, Mark Timmons bought them, them, them ice boots uh, he bought them himself and he's got ice bats so all during the night last week Mark Timmons was up every night and or during the night Saturday night Sunday night Monday he did everything during the week he took off work he did everything to get himself in place to play for Leash and his fitness test started this morning at 11 o'clock look we didn't think he'd make it but true character to him he came through and played the whole game he was absolutely brilliant like everybody else Crow Park next Sunday he must be absolutely buzzing thinking about that now I know no, no. No, we, we've got to just sit back now and uh, really just take on board the, enjoy the result today and uh, it's either down uh, Meath, uh, Wexford, Carlo or Antrim and they'll all be happy to draw so let's see how we go The Leash Today Talking Sport Podcast brought to you in association with Booth Concrete Booth Concrete provide high quality concrete products to Leash and the surrounding counties. Thinking concrete, think Booth Concrete. When quality matters.